Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNI's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. Topping the news this week is that this past Monday, the list of those eligible to receive the COVID vaccine grew significantly by adding the so-called 1B category, which allowed police, teachers, and those over 75 to receive the vaccine. And then as a result of a CDC announcement, New York then lowered the eligibility age on Tuesday to those 65 and older. These changes increased the number of those eligible for the vaccination to a total of 7 million New Yorkers. The challenge is that the number of those eligible far, far exceeds the number of available vaccinations, which are coming into New York at a rate of 300,000 per week. The governor announced today that Across the state, 828,000 vaccinations have been given, but the demand is so great that by yesterday, it was announced that vaccination slots are booked across the state for the next 14 weeks. Your MISNI staff and MISNI president, Dr. Bonnie Litvak, have been in perpetual conversations with key Department of Health and Governor's Office staff to bring to them the questions that physicians have been raising and to obtain key information that physicians can then use to advise their patients. The questions we have been receiving from physicians seem to be no longer how they can receive their initial vaccination, but more about when they can receive their second vaccination or how they can assist their patients in navigating the state portal to find a location to be vaccinated, or how to ensure that those who obtain the vaccine to give to their staff or their patients are properly reporting to the state's NYSA system. With regard to your second dose questions, the state has emphasized that it is the responsibility of the entity that gave the first dose to give the second dose. Please let us know of locations that are not giving you adequate information about the second dose. Also this week, Governor Cuomo delivered his annual State of the State message. Unlike in past years, when he would deliver his message and plan for the year before a packed house of Assembly and Senate leaders, as well as other dignitaries, In reflection of the times we are in now, this year he delivered his speech over four separate days without any audience. With regard to healthcare, the governor spoke of two important initiatives. First, noting that our nurses and doctors were heroic, but we couldn't provide them with the equipment they needed, he proposed creation of a Medical Supplies Act to ensure that New York State has the necessary equipment healthcare workers need during a medical emergency. Second, he spoke of creating the most comprehensive telehealth program in the country. On that front, he discussed a number of ideas, including ensuring fair insurer payment for the delivery of telehealth services, making it easier for physicians to get reciprocal license arrangements with other Northeastern states to facilitate telehealth across state lines, and making changes to the shiny patient consent form to increase the available information that is going into the regional health information databases or the RIOs. We have yet to see actual bill language for these proposals, so please stay tuned for further details. While he did not specifically mention it in his actual State of the State messages, we are very concerned with a press release the governor issued last Sunday where he appears to repeat his call that he made at the outset of 2020 to expand the public information that can be made available regarding a physician against whom a complaint has been made with the OPMC. Last year's proposal that was rejected by the state legislature after substantial MISNI advocacy would have permitted the Commissioner of Health 
to publicly release information about a physician against whom a complaint has been filed prior to the conclusion of a disciplinary proceeding, despite the fact that very few complaints result in actual findings of misconduct. It would also give huge new powers to the commissioner to summarily suspend a physician from medical practice prior to the conclusion of an investigation and disciplinary hearing. Dr. Litvak's statement in response to that press release noted that it is stunning that after a year of physicians working on the front lines in every region of the state responding to the pandemic, in which many physicians themselves became very sick and some even passed away, that they are again faced with a proposal to eliminate essential due process rights when a complaint has been filed against them. Let's be clear. Misney remains committed to working with the governor and the New York State Department of Health and the state legislature to protect our patients through maintaining a strong disciplinary process and addressing identified gaps. We have shown that we've done that in the past. Even one aberrant professional affects the reputation of the entire profession. However, we are very concerned with overbroad measures that hold serious potential to unfairly destroy a physician's career through the release of allegations that have not been proven yet could easily remain searchable on the internet in perpetuity. With so many health items under discussion, please make it a point to join us on Tuesday, March 2nd for MISNI's annual Physician Advocacy Day, this time virtual, where you will hear from legislative leaders in the morning and you will make appointments to see your legislators in the afternoon. Turning to the CME front, there are many educational programs upcoming for physicians to learn from, including next Wednesday, January 20th at 7.30 a.m. on COVID-19 and the mental health of patients, Tuesday, January 26th at 7.30 a.m., PTSD and returning veterans, and on February 5th, relating to COVID-19 and the mental health of physicians. If you miss these programs live, they will be available in a recorded format on MISNI's CME site, cme.misni.org. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to to this podcast, and we'll speak to you again next week.